Heroes Not Included is a serialized story podcast featuring actual play of Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition from Wizards of the Coast. Wizards of the Coast own their respective trademarks, copyrights, and related materials. A special thanks to all the great people at Wizards of the Coast for all their hard work creating wonderful games for us to play. Previously on Heroes Not Included. We finished investigating Mark's room at Hawkland Manor. We went to visit the site of Good Fortune, which is the Temple of Timora that disappeared. The streets were empty on our way there because martial law had been declared. And we saw that there was a gigantic hole in the promenade that went down to the bedrock, which was completely flat and sheared off. There were two wizards talking about how it's emanating a signature of conjuration magic. And then Iraq had a conversation. And then they got interrupted by some paladins, if I recall. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. They were asking for us because apparently the queen requested our presence. The wizards, unfortunately, also came with, though they walked at a distance because clearly they were intimidated by Iraq's knowledge of conjuration. Mm-hmm. Very much well, so. You know, he is the master of time and space. Mm-hmm. Correct. The queen, once everyone had assembled, asked where they think the temple has gone. They say on another plane. Crickets. It's apparently immune to scrying and divination. They wasted five hours to get that much. <laughs> Finnet is the mage who studied the planes, who is a halfling and had a domicile outside Eagle Peak. His place is completely empty, and we find spell books and lab notes. He was apparently conducting experiments and traveling to other planes. We enter a secret chamber that did a spooky magic thing with light and... Heroes Not Included. To recap, in case you got lost in that description, you all entered the room. It activated the circle. The circle ignited. There were blue flames and spinning and whirling, and before you knew it, you found yourselves contained in this sort of lattice-like energy bubble, and then found yourselves lying prone, feeling hot, and the smell of sulfur and ozone in your nostrils. And that's what has just happened. You have a moment of disorientation while your head clears. Hard stone supports your weight. The glowing blue lattice has faded from your sight, allowing you to notice that you're lying atop a circular inscribed diagram. An exact duplicate of the one in the room, but black instead of gold. From off to one side comes a sharp intake of breath. Turning, you see a fiend. There's a fiend! Staring (laughs) slack-jawed at you is a spiny little critter, about three and a half, four feet tall, with wings and a spiked tail, carrying a military fork. It is backing into the gloom of a nearby crevice in a stony wall, keeping a close eye on you all the while. It halts only when it hits its head on the wall. As you look around, you see ash. 
stone. Essentially imagine that you have somehow been teleported directly into Mordor. It looks like Mordor. Uh, you, you can use this, this this circle to get us back, right? I, I didn't. I didn't use a circle in the first place. Let's just be clear about this. Usually, when I teleport, it's to the bottom of a well, not <laughs> not to a place of this. The bottom fire. of hell. Sensible we- well, well, well. <laughs> oh, uh, oh. I spend uh, I months say, there that... before anyone notices me. <laughs> it's a long story. I do enjoy the attention, though. I don't tend to get it much. But, yeah, so the current problem. Yes, current. Yeah. Uh, well, I would say... <laughs> looking up. I would say that we teleported. That, that, that does appear to, be, to mm-hmm. be the case. That's right. And because of my knowledge, I know that. <clears throat> so using more of that... You can make an arcana check if you want. <laughs> what did you say the fiend was holding? A military fork. Okay. 22, Arcana. You believe you are... In fact, you're almost positive that you are on the first layer of the Nine Hells. I am completely and utterly mostly sure that we are probably within what could be known as the first plane, possibly within the almost sometimes level of Hell. Right. Hey! <laughs> How you doing, bud? I've been better. Jacques <laughs> <laughs> and Francois, they didn't come? Uh, uh, nope. <laughs> why are we in hell? Great we, question. Yes, very we, astute of you to notice we die? Hell. So Maybe you could tell us, and I point at the, at the fiend. <laughs> okay. Before we get any further... Uh, I need to inform you about uh, a rule. We're gonna, you'll be learning rules over the course of the, the next few chapters, but this rule uh, is one that you can learn immediately. And that is, whenever you travel to a different plane of existence, you will need to see how that plane affects the magical items in your possession. Mm. I don't think you have any weapons or any no, plus I have items. A staff and a cloak of protection. Yeah, so your cloak of protection is currently inert. Okay. So uh, your hammer it still has its personality and its intelligence, can still talk to you, but it has no pluses, and it is not currently throwing. That's permanent. Nope. No, that's just for the plane. Baron, you hear your hammer say, "Oh, I don't feel so good. Devil, devil everywhere." The you see the fiend kind of like try to back further into the crevice, but unsuccessfully. Aspen kind of half-heartedly like, waves. Kinda, it just kind of looks at you like, uh, and then kind of looks away like, well, you're not waving at me, obviously, because, uh, you know, if I don't see, if I'm not looking at you, you're not looking at me. I really hope the temple isn't here. Or if it is, if it's close by. Hmm. Seems like an odd place. Well, the wizard may be here. I mean, you can take a perception check. We don't know about temple. Eight. Twenty-five. Aspen, you spy just uh, you spy just a little ways from this round stone slab that you're standing on. uh, What are clearly the bleached bones of a halfling? Oh no. Uh, there's there's bones over there. 
bones? They look, they look like halfling bones. Mm, what? Uh, Baron, you notice that the fiend is, like, moving away from the crevice, but not towards you, like, almost like it's just kind of like, I'm, I'm just gonna, just gonna take off now, if you don't mind. I would throw my hammer at him, but now I'm not gonna do that. I mean, you can still attack him like a normal person. Huh? Don't normalize me. <laughs> He's not very good at stealth, in other words. Well, now that we're here, we should probably talk Does to something. If he was speaking. I love that everyone immediately looks at you, Iraq, like, well, we're here. Now what there? I did shot. For the record, didn't take us here. You all walked in there, too. We just walked in together. But anyway, that's in the past. Now we need to focus on the future. And I think what we need to do is talk to that fiend that's horribly trying to sneak away right now. Okay, well, do you know tongues? Uh, no. I could massively suggest something, I guess. <laughs> anyway, I, I throw grease underneath the stupid fiend. Grease, all right. The fiend's going to make a uh, dexterity check. Dex save. And slips, but catches himself with his wings and kind of hovers in place and kind of turns back towards you and says something in a language that I don't think any of you know. Is it a small beast? <laughs> the tone, no. <laughs> it is a small fiend. The tone of the voice is plaintive and hesitant. Hmm. I don't have any way to communicate with this thing. When you don't respond immediately, it tries a different language. And I say, nope, try again, common. <laughs> or dwarven. I run through the three other languages that I know. What languages do you know? I know Draconic, uh, I think. I know Gnomish and uh, Sylvan and Elven. Yeah, it, it keeps shaking its head until finally... I know Orc. <laughs> uh, until finally, Erok, you you hear in your head, "Powerful master, please, please, please! I'm only doing my job. Don't eat me." Go. Well, I will consider whether or not I eat you later. Now tell me. You say that out loud. <laughs> yes. Okay. Now tell me your job. <laughs> but when he says it loud, he's also thinking it. <laughs> yeah, but you guys didn't hear what was said in this head. Yeah, you just hear me. So just, I will uh, consider eating you later. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, well, I, I have been stationed here to to watch this. And he points at the portal. Yes, yes, I can see that. More Watch for who? Invaders. Oh, like the halfling? corpse over there? He was here when I came. Mm. Master says stay, watch, report of invaders. Have you reported yet? No. Good choice. Who's your master? Bell. Bell. Bell is the leader of the armies of the first layer. Bell is most fearsome. Hmm. He is in charge of repelling the Tanari invaders. Tanari invaders, right. What type of check would this be? Uh, arcana, I guess? Yes, yes. It's probably all Arcana, right? Yeah, uh, yeah a lot of it is. Uh, 21. 
Tanari, Tanari. Uh, you've heard, you've seen the word before. Never okay. heard it aloud, but you think it is an ancient name used for demons. Ah, uh, okay. I go. <clears throat> what is that platform that I just stepped off of? It, it is a portal to bring you from whence you came. Where else can it bring me to? Nowhere. It comes here. Just here. Just there. And how do I go back? Hmm. I have no idea how to leave Avernurse. Avernurse. So when I hear I know that this operates in this direction. But and he waves over towards some mountains to the east of you. He says, There is a mad witch in that direction who may know. A mad witch. Hmm. Baron, you're, you're getting so much evil vibe off this thing. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. <clears throat> I figured. This what? is the first of the nine planes of Bator. Uh, 20, well, 30 arcana on the as. Word. Abner's? Abner's, yeah. Uh, is the first level of um, the nine hells. Okay. But he said Bator. Oh, okay. So should I roll for that too? And Bator? 30 again. 30 again. An ancient name used for the Nine Hells. <laughs> okay. There you go. Hmm. Well, <clears throat> if you don't want to be eaten, I suggest you stand there and don't talk to anyone. Mm. Especially through the mind like you're talking to me right now. <laughs> he says, you can, you can come and go as you please. So, so I go, okay, we're apparently in the first layer of hell, like I said. Uh, that's a one-way portal we just took. Supposedly there's other portals that go other ways, but to find that out, we have to walk over into those mountains and find a mad witch. Glad to see we have options. <laughs> he's not going to tell anyone we're here, but he's supposed to. So... We should probably kill him. <laughs> uh, Go ahead, Aspen. <clears throat> Time to work your way into the group. Is this like some sort of weird hazing ritual where no, I have to kill the... No, no. Baron's still kind of acclimating to his surroundings, though otherwise I'd assume all... he would be happy to dispense I think we're all thing. acclimating. Maybe it'll <clears throat> make Baron feel better if he destroys some evil. His hammer might feel better. That's true. Aye! <laughs> I just know that Baron. as soon as he stops being pouty, I'll give him inspiration for it, mm-hmm. so <laughs> he has a choice to make now. <laughs> okay. Baron, do you, do you want to dispense of this evil? Baron chooses pout. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Aspen, that leaves you, bud. <clears throat> uh, I just... Do you attack or do you decline? Okay. I, don't, I don't know that I would attack him. Yeah, he's been helpful. Yes, but he's evil. And he's probably going to go tell someone as soon as we leave. Then you kill him. Well, you know, I talked to him. Seems a little weird that now I was cordial with him, and just yeah, doesn't but, seem right. But I'm the chipper one. Yeah. Well, you're it chip- just doesn't make sense. You can for me to chipperly kill him. slay him. <laughs> I stand uh, on the other side of the room while they're they're talking. Yeah. And I look at the, the fiend. Yeah. Nice guy. Just put him like this. <laughs> I would have done it just like, crap. 
You would have gone. Spot! Spot! Would have been awesome. That's what I was looking forward to. <laughs> Three years, one time, get to use that throwing ability. Would have been awesome. <laughs> but all right. <laughs> then Amber says, Just run me over out of there. I'll hit him. Nope, it's not the same. <laughs> it's because Baron is actually lazy and doesn't want to do any work. Yeah. Just He's worked see. very hard so he can be lazy and just not do any work. I want to see things explode from a, from a distance. Okay, okay, okay. Fine. You're not going to kill him. Fair enough. But really, we'd get you in good graces with us if you did that. But, you know, whatever, your choice. I walk over to the, the fiend, mm. <clears throat> and I go, you will come with us. Oh, I cannot. I cannot leave my post. Well, then you will die. Oh, <laughs> no. You do not need to kill Halitsu. You will go tell your master as soon as I walk away. I understand how these worlds work, these planes, especially this one. Now you no, come with us no, or you I, I, I cannot move. Yeah, yeah. I will not go. If it makes you feel any better, there's a 25% chance you would have been dead by now. <laughs> <laughs> says, I, I will not go. I will stay. I will not go tell. Please. Ah, oh, he had to beg. So, uh, hey. I summon Archimedes. Hmm? Oh, you're going to try and summon Archimedes. <laughs> Yeah, uh, all right. Yeah, you, uh, you, you summon Archimedes, but uh, he looks singed and disheveled. Going for that goth look. <laughs> and I go, what's wrong? Archimedes in- informs you that he doesn't feel entirely himself. Hmm. Can you watch this thing and tell me if it runs away? Or do you need to go back to your home? <laughs> no, it, 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 Archimedes nods. As much as Mal can nod. Well, we can speak telepathically, so... Yeah, yeah. yeah he, he, informs you that, he informs you that, uh, yeah, he, he will be able to for for some time, but for not nearly as long as he would normally. Hmm. Acceptable. Don't hurt yourself, little buddy. You're important to me. Go, All right, come on, let's go. We're going to these mountains. And you just start chugging off. <laughs> you start chugging <laughs> off. Yeah, man. Okay. Uh, do you follow? Uh, yeah, he's the, he's the mage. <laughs> Wizard. Wizard. Yes. Is there I learned my magic appropriately. There, but don't, is mage like the... My title one? is important. <laughs> <laughs> Need I read you this again? I didn't spend four years in wizard college be called Mister. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Yeah, uh, Baron, you, you gonna follow E-Rock off to these mountains? Mm-hmm. All right. I turn back and I say, take all the time you need, buddy. Mm. No pressure. Mm. And then we just start walking. Just start walking for the mountains. It is like being in uh, Mordor. The rock is ashy, and where it is less ash, it is red in color. Uh, the sweltering heat is unbelievably uncomfortable. It is incredibly, incredibly hot. Great blocks of black basalt lie scattered about, and fireballs explode at random intervals, shedding light and heat across the land. None of them get close enough to threaten you, but a wave of heat ripples through your clothing and armor every time one bursts nearby. Even when the fireballs explode far away, their thunder rolls across the plain like a stampeding herd. And the thunder rolls. 
After several miles of traveling across the barrens, you reach a river. Close inspection of the red, sluggish stream reveals that it's a river of blood. Gross. <laughs> oh, good. This place is pleasant. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you said that this guy was having success at the end of this journal, traveling to various planes. He did. Apparently, he did travel to a various plane. I mean, is that not success? Did he, he forget to, like, reset the cookies on the on the portal? Is that what happened? Well, I mean, it was his last place, and we saw the corpse. I mean, just because you thought it meant he came back, it was, like, going back and forth. I mean, come on. Come it's on. Not, it's not like we took a dental. Like, we don't know <laughs> that that was the halfling. Well, <laughs> it's true. <laughs> I'm sure most halflings don't show up there by the portal. Assumptions as they are, I'll assume that that was our wizard friend. But we could go back and car- you you carbon date by your mouth now. I licked him. I didn't feel like anything turned up, and I didn't want to distract you from the conversation. Well, I appreciate you trying. <laughs> it was definitely halfling bones. <laughs> Anyway, it's dead. Let's not think it. We need to deal with now, okay? We're, we're, today is the first day of the rest of our life, Aspen. And we must forge on. I kick a rock into the river. <laughs> it warbles. Images of tormented faces spring up in the foam caught in the eddies of the river. Look what you did! <laughs> Each <laughs> such face seems to let out a faint scream when the current forces it against the rocks. Though that might be simply the splashing of the fluid on the basalt. A muted howling comes from much further upstream. This is like those mushrooms again. Mm, we could retire here. <laughs> Build a whole... I mean, I think it's all in perspective. You think Morden would like a shrine here? I mean, if I was trying to, 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 like, save an army, think of, like, all this blood I could transfuse. That's true. <laughs> you see no clear way to ford the river. Mm-hmm. Let's swim it. Uh, yeah, no thanks. <laughs> How far across is it? About a hundred yards at its narrowest point. Uh, gaseous form on myself? I see him start to cast. I'm like, hold there, little buddy! Perhaps I could be of assistance. I was just about to cast gaseous form. Gives me a fly speed. Okay, go ahead then. Baron, you ready to walk through this with me? <laughs> You're casting gaseous form? What type of spell is that? It's Alteration? Transmutation. You summon a boat. Your massive conjuration power. Oh, wait a, wait a minute. I might have a boat. What? I have a rowboat on my on my robe. Oh, your pants. On the robe that you wear. That's true, you do have a boat. <laughs> so would that work? You didn't roll a 12 on the rope. <laughs> yeah, you could you could pull it off and see uh, see how well it works. Okay. Can you write a conjure <laughs> three feet on on a side and weigh no more than ten pounds? Oh, well, why don't you do that instead of me using an expendable resource? That's like a barrel. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, it's uh, more like a. Why not? I can get across. <laughs> oh well, mine's twelve feet long, so right, I'll try yeah. and pull we that should, off. We should go in your boat. Okay, so I uh, reach over and I pull this patch that looks like a rowboat off of my rope. Okay. And you throw it down? And I throw it down on the ground. It, sinks the <laughs> <laughs> it immediately turns into a boat, but 
it is about half as long as it is supposed to be. Okay, so it's six feet long instead of twelve feet long. Yeah. A bit more dinky. Terrible. I mean, could be could be worse. Better than going through the blood. Yeah, and it's better than, you know, gaseous forming over there and only using it for a couple minutes. And like, all right, Baron, hop in. And I go to the back of it. <laughs> Boat kind of tips a little bit. <laughs> I get into the bow kind of sticks out of the water. Steady the wheat. I kind of, I give it the running push and jump. Okay. <laughs> Cuts through the blood into the water. Really, the crossing's best left to the imagination. The stench of blood, both old and fresh, combined with the horrible squelching. Blood splashing against the rocks. Seeing some of it congeal along the edges. The scabby masses on the other parts of the river is probably enough to get a sense of what it's all about. This whole place is super gross. (laughs) Uh, But it definitely does... Why does it happen when we come here anyway? It worked really hard to get here and just... I don't think he came here on purpose. Uh, I think he, yeah, I think he messed up the. the I think drums. he dialed the wrong number. <laughs> he rolled a twelve on life. <laughs> twelve on life. As you finally get to the other side, you notice that the mountains seem a hell of a lot closer than they looked from the other side, almost as though um, they had moved closer while you were crossing the river. Can't tell if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Let's walk in. I think this has to do with barometric pressure. Oh. It creates, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, wow, okay. It's really smart of you, babe. <laughs> I, read, I read that. I read that. <laughs> Dwarf Digest. Didn't know you were a maritime person. <laughs> uh, you see the mount, from the mountains a cloud of smoke rising from the base of one of them. Hmm. This billowing cloud differs from the dirty black smoke of exploding fireballs in that it looks white, as though from a cooking flame or a hearth fire. The column originates approximately half a mile south of where you are currently standing. That looks promising. Do you guys know anything about witches? Just, you know, I'm asking for a friend. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I do want to know if I know anything about witches. Sure. Ooh, not with that roll, I don't. What'd you get? A two plus bitches. whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 19. I can. Uh, you know that uh, witches can use a variety of magic. Some are more of the uh, druidic schools. Some are more of the arcane schools. Okay. A lot are either usually warlocks or sorcerers. Hmm. They try to sell you crystals at music fairs sometimes. Crystal healing. <laughs> yeah. They insist to you often that it's not about the devil, it's about nature. <laughs> okay. An equivalent magic user of some kind. All right. I start treading off. So she's this, either this made thing. a pact with somebody or she's half fiend. <laughs> or she just likes it here. Maybe, I mean, she just yeah. She's mad. She found the brochure and was like, "Well, remember who called her?" She heard a Spotify commercial. Yeah, yeah. Ever watch a river and scream at you? Come on down, <laughs> down, 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 really down. far down, really down. Well, as you approach closer and closer, you find that the smoke is pouring heavily out of a small cave in the base of the mountain, directly in your line of approach. And that someone had set up a ring of posts around the cave some 30 feet from the entrance. As the posts have no crossbars spanning the five-foot gaps between each of them, 
They don't seem terribly handy method at repelling intruders. You notice as you approach that you see a white-haired woman clad in red robes, staggering, coughing from the cave. She glances up with bleary, bloodshot eyes, curses, and begins to make a series of gestures. Now I need all of you to roll, essentially, for surprise. What's that mean? Essentially like you're rolling... Initiative? It's like you're rolling initiative, because that's essentially what we're doing. Aspen gets a seven. Iraq gets a five. Four. Wow. All right. So, you are all caught in webs that have attached themselves between the posts, thus immobilizing you. Upon doing so, she immediately runs back into the cave. About a minute passes, and you see her running back out with a vial uh, of some kind of fluid and a mace. And she comes running up, and she looks at all three of you. You notice now that she's really close, she has this incredibly large, sort of polished gem in front of one of her eyeballs, and she's looking at you through it. And it just kind of magnifies and warps her eye in a very (laughs) weird way. She kind of looks you up and down, and she shakes the vial, and she sprinkles it at you. I say, I say, hey there, beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe this plane just needs a little sweetness. (laughs) Bam. (laughs) <laughs> she shakes it at you and then looks at you again. H- Hello? <laughs> the, where does it, does it like shake on her face type stuff? Yeah, and you just, it just feels like water. Oh. It tastes just, like water and stuff too? Yeah, it doesn't, it, you're, it just, come, water. She says, well, you're not fiends. No. So she waves her hand and the webs disappear. You never can be too careful. I suppose that, uh, you would like to come in? I see you've made it through the river. Y- yes. It was revolting. Quite gross. She turns around and she starts walking <laughs> towards the cave. <laughs> but I mean, I guess if you're going to have to live here, I mean, pick a view, right? Waterfront <laughs> <laughs> yeah. property. Yeah. Pick a I view. resell. <laughs> right? Yeah, I'm telling you. It's all about location. Yeah. Fiends would love a blood river in front of their house. Guaranteed. Yeah. <laughs> As you uh, walk into the cave, you see this white smoke billowing out of a smaller hut that's inside the cave, and it billows out up to the roof of the cave, rolls along the top of the cave until it comes to the edge of the cave and then billows on out. And she makes her way towards the hut, and as you walk into the cave, she turns and she looks at each of you one more time with the big gem eye, you know. Kind of, mm, mm. Like, and, yeah. she, and then she kind of goes... Shrugs, moves the huge gem out of the way of her face, and walks into her hut. Well, come on in, come on in. I follow. Yep. I say, she's still holding that little vial. Yeah. I say, can I see that? She looks and she goes, of course. Take a little smell of it. Yeah. Then I kind of fling it on. Okay. <laughs> I, go, I go, you're you're absolutely right. <laughs> I'm taking everything you say into, into consideration. And then I bow and walk into the house. You come on in and you see that um, the, the white smoke is billowing from something that uh, she's been cooking. And she says, So, new to Avernus, I see. Hmm? Yeah. Thirsty? Hungry? Where I, did you uh, come from? I say, um, where did you draw the water for that pot? I created it. Oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> she says, there's nothing here worth eating. 
she sets down some plates around a, a really small table and kind of shoves up a box and shoves up a stool. And she uh, waves her hand above the plates and you see food appear. A turkey and some bread and some vegetables. And she, well, this is lovely. She pours each of you some tea. I immediately stuff my face. Okay. She says, Well, how did you find yourselves here? We came here on the trail of Finnet, the halfling mage. Who? Uh, dead guy on a hill over that way. <laughs> well, there's dead guys on every hill that way. You're in hell. Well, technically you're in Baytor. Well, we stumbled through his portal. His portal from where? The material plane. Primes? <laughs> Every one of you are primes? I guess so. I guess that's what we're called. Can I make out a, a race? Or yes. Are there features of her that stick out to me? Yes. She's old, but you can clearly see that she's a half-elf. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. She says, I never thought I would see primes. Well, you don't look nearly as stupid as they say, <laughs> but you do certainly look bewildered. I say, take it in, gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs> Just what on earth would you be doing here? Well, like you said, we kind of walked what? through a portal. Why would you walk through a portal where you we, do not know where it goes? We were investigating the disappearance of the Temple of Timora. What's that? Por- it's, it's a big building where they worship Timora. Why would you worship Timora? Because there are some people that just feel the need to worship somebody, and she's as good as any other, they think. They like money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Apparently somebody stole their temple, though. Straight out of the ground. What does that have to do with you? Is everybody on the Prime Worship Timora? No. No, one of our friends was in that temple. Ah. So we're on we're on a quest to go find our friend. Yep. And return What's him. your favorite color? I Green. Was, <laughs> I was excited to travel the plains, but I'm instantly disappointed and filled with regrets. <laughs> well, that's Avernus for you. Well, you should eat and drink. There won't be many places around where you can find some of that here. I suppose you'll have to find some place to live now that you're here. No, we want to no leave. Way. We aren't looking to put in roots. <laughs> <laughs> we have other planes to attend to. Your house is lovely, but I do not want one like it. Well, good luck. I've been here 25 years and I've yet to figure out a way to leave. How did what? you get here? Dominantly by accident. Oh, so you were one to talk in the first place. <laughs> well, I had intended on traveling to one of the planes. I just had not intended on arriving here. So did we. I thought you said you had no interest in going to a plane. You were looking for a temple. No, the a tem- temple that's on another plane. Well, no. how do you know? Ma- magic. How do we not know? <laughs> uh. <laughs> well, what plane is this temple Someone's on? Someone's in the corner now. <laughs> well, what plane is this temple on? We're not 100% sure. All the evidence we followed suggested this is the next place to come. But man, I don't see a big pretty temple anywhere around here. Nope. She says the closest you'll find to any kind of temple around here would be the Fortress of Bell. Oh. That sounds that sounds beautiful. He's the pit fiend in charge of this area. No. What's a, <laughs> what's a pit fiend? It, nothing good. I mean, <laughs> in your mind, imagine anything good. Hmm. And imagine naming it pit fiend. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Good point. <laughs> we just need to find a way out of here. Yeah. We came on a portal. We 
There's things, on, writings on the ground. There's got to be one that takes us somewhere else, anywhere else than here. Hmm. Well, I don't know exactly how you can get out of here, but I can tell you who, or rather what, would know the Pillar of Skulls. It's gross. Why it's would they know? Everything about your, your plane is gross. <laughs> it's you not should my be a, plane. You should be ashamed. It's not my plane. But it's some sort of punishment for sages who've cheated their customers. And it's got the answers to most any questions about the area. Ask it about the way out and make sure, though, if you do, you ask it about the key, too. Can you describe it? It is a pillar filled with skulls. I was really hoping it was like a metaphor. (laughs) (laughs) Now you have to be clever. Very clever. More clever than it is. And they say the pillar is made of the skulls of petitioners who lied for a living. Clever. Hmm. It'll try to make a deal with you. But you have to make sure you're getting the better end of it. To get to the pillar of skulls, just follow the river through the hills. Once you pass them, you'll come to a plain surrounded by more hills that form kind of a cul-de-sac, a dead end. Well, head straight for it, and you'll find the pillar in the midst of it. If you want it to give you information, you're supposed to pay the music. Whatever that means. So, I suppose, have something to give it in return. But most of all, don't trust anyone here. Except for you. Except for you, right? You can't even be sure I'm telling the truth. Well, I was going to invite you to come with us, but never mind now. She says, I wouldn't dare. Why are you going to stay here? I have protections in place that protect me from the fiends and from Belle. Mm. Okay. I take everything off the table that we'll keep in my pack. Yeah, yeah. She says, help yourself. And make sure I I have a a couple old wineskins in the corner you can take with you. I'm fine. I take the wineskin. Good. With water only. This yeah. is another Calic journey. <laughs> <laughs> Moth the sauce. Okay. She says, Good luck! Uh, what's your name? My name is Hexla. Hexla. It's beautiful. Thanks, Hexla. Mm. And don't go walking through any portals unawares. We, pro- we probably will. Obviously don't have the luck it would take to survive. So I get up and walk away, and I go, neither do you. <laughs> but thank you. Thanks. Let's, you guys, let's you... assume for a moment that we're all in the up and up and looking out for each other, if that's the case. And I bow very uh-huh. deeply and say, you've been most gracious. As you're walking out, she says, see if you can find me some sweet grass and some bat skulls. Noted. <laughs> Keep walking. <laughs> sure thing. <laughs> just, just hate this place. Thank you for listening to Heroes Not Included. Don't miss an episode. Subscribe today using your favorite podcast app. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a moment to rate and review us. We'd love to hear from you. Find all of our episodes on our website at heroesnotincluded.com. You can also find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash heroes not included. And finally... Our podcast is supported by Tevya Schmidt, Chris Gergetsch, Josh Heddle, Allison McManus, Shane Fetters, Jake McNinch, and Amy Trout, along with all of our awesome patrons. 
Our patrons not only help us keep the lights on, they also gain special behind-the-screen access, including patron-only podcasts, videos, and more. To become a patron, visit our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash heroes not included. And until next week, be the hero.